Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of CEO On The Go podcast. I hope that you're enjoying the beautiful fall weather wherever you are, like I am today. Or if you're listening during a different season, that you're enjoying whatever season that you're in. I'm just glad that you're listening. Uh, If you're listening for the first time, a special welcome to you. So obviously, we've been through a lot of change this year. And some of the themes of the previous episodes have focused on how to help you personally navigate change and deal with change, unexpected changes, and how to, to, to stay resilient in your leadership role. But today, I wanted to talk about change through a different lens, and it's what you can do as a leader to actually inspire change. Even if you don't necessarily consider yourself to be an inspirational kind of leader, there's still so much that you can do to truly make uh, a positive impact and to inspire other people. And you might be thinking, well, we've been through so much. Why, why would I want to inspire more? But it's really critical in your role to understand the impact that you can have in moving your business forward in new ways or helping your team move forward in new ways. And that does take uh, a little bit of inspiration and uh, an approach to ha- have that happen more quickly and more effectively. So I wanted to speak to that. You know, over the years, I've worked with many organizations and people going through change. A common challenge for leaders to deal with is the resistance that always comes up when you're trying to create change or inspire change. In fact, sometimes I advise CEOs, don't use the word change. Let's find a different term or shift the focus to something else. But let's try to minimize the word change because even the word change itself can kick in resistance with your employees. And it's often hard to keep yourself motivated at the same time. It it requires a a deep inner conviction. So let's talk about what you can do to lead change, to inspire change, and how you can communicate bold new ideas to people who, who don't necessarily want to hear them right now. First, it'll be helpful to point out kind of the, the old school approach that you might be familiar with. And it looks like this, where it's got three different elements. One is defining the problem, two, analyzing it, and then three, recommending a solution. So that approach appeals to reason. It's, it's kind of an intellectual approach. And it works well when the goal is just to pass on information to people who do want to hear it or feel obligated to comply, or, or who simply follow without question. But if your goal is to get people to change their behavior and to act in new ways and to sustain that new energy, then that kind of old school communication is flawed. It just doesn't work, and it often makes situations even worse, creating a more negative impact. And I know you don't want to do that. <laughs> um People who disagree with you or who have other ideas or habits won't respond well to you if you're simply trying to tell them what to do, or if you're stating your beliefs in a way that doesn't confirm something that they already believe. And there's a, there's a whole body of research around this called confirmation biases that you may be familiar with. It's really fascinating to study. Confirmation bias is a tendency to interpret new information in a way that confirms a person's preconceptions. And they, they tend to avoid information 
that contradicts what they already believe. So I'm sure that you see this all the time, right? Where one example might be you think that left-handed people are more creative, or some people think that left-handed people are more creative compared to right-handed people. So when they see a left-handed person that's creative, it just reinforces a belief that they already have about that. So that translates into so many different kinds of, of issues, especially with this election. There's so much evidence of confirmation biases where people hear only what they want to hear to validate something that they already believe to be true. And they're not open to hearing a, a different point of view or perspective that contradicts what they believe. So, uh, and, and we all have confirmation biases. So it's just something that exists. It's important to understand how that uh, affects you personally in your own belief system. But it's also important to understand the implications for confirmation biases when you're trying to inspire others, when you're trying to help them change or transform or move in a, in a new direction. So that explains why, you know, traditional persuasion or, or techniques fail, especially when they're delivered um, in a way that is just stating what you believe to be true. You risk speaking to employees who are skeptical or cynical, or sometimes even hostile. So uh, you, you just have to be aware of that confirmation bias that's so prevalent out there. So what can you do? Of course, I want to provide some alternative approaches that I think are more effective and have seen be more effective. So here's what you can do instead. There are three elements that you need to, to focus on. One is to get attention. Two is to create desire. And then three is to reinforce with reasons. So I'll speak to each of those briefly. So one, how do you get attention? Let's assume for today's purpose that the audience is your team or employees. So how do you get the attention of your employees when you're wanting them to, to do something different? You know, it's interesting that in an experiment with about 60 executives, researchers found that the most important factors in grabbing attention were having a personalized message so that it doesn't sound too corporate or like it's been put together by your um, PR people. <laughs> um, another factor that's important is evoking an emotional response. To understand the importance of evoking an emotional response as opposed to just creating a logical argument. Another important factor is to be a trustworthy source. Hopefully you are that trustworthy source, but to make sure that the employees perceive that the message is coming from a trustworthy source. And then the last important factor to have when you're trying to get people's attention is to have concise language. So to make your point with brevity. So all of those are important elements. In fact, personalized messages evoked emotion that were more than twice as likely to resonate with the group. And negative messages are more attention-getting than positive ones. So if you're trying to, to get your employees' attention, here are some techniques. You might want to share stories about their problems. This really does help get to the emotional level that you have to, to achieve in order for them to hear you. When you start sharing stories about their problems, instead of speaking in more general terms, it helps you become more relatable. It helps the issues that you're talking about land differently. So what are some stories about their problems? You, you can say, for example, we understand that people are having trouble balancing you know, work at home or life work balance, those kinds of things. But when you can share a specific story about uh, 
a mother or a father who's at home having to homeschool or deal with a sick uh, parent at home and is also trying to work, you might share more details about what that person was thinking or feeling or what they did to, to work through that situation. It shows that you really understand what their issues are, and it just makes your case stronger. The other element is is you might tell stories about problems as they would be projected into the future. What would be the trajectory if this problem isn't solved? So kind of being able to share a story about what you anticipate the future to look like if this problem isn't solved. You might share a relevant story about how you dealt with adversity. I know that a a number of years ago, I was working with an organization that was trying to really upgrade or modernize their career development program. And one of their goals was to have employees become more proactive in how they were developing themselves and moving themselves through the organization. And we could have done a somewhat traditional approach where you have employees take assessments and then you have them establish goals and write them down and um, then hope, hope that everything Uh, works out. But what we did was we introduced the CEO's story. We had the CEO as part of a panel discussion at the time, where he told stories about how he had worked through some challenges in his career, and how he had overcome them and what he had learned. So sharing a relevant story about something that you personally have dealt with, Uh, that may have been difficult can really help you build stronger relationships with your people too. So don't be afraid to do that. They'll learn something from it too, and you'll build the stronger relationship. The CEO's involvement in that initiative helped get the attention of employees in a way that it may not have otherwise. And then another technique is to ask a surprising question or challenge that will interest the employees in some way. So catching them off guard with a a question that they don't anticipate is another way to uh, get that awareness that you're looking for, getting their attention that you're looking for. So that's step one. Step two is creating desire. How do you do that? Well, positive stories are extremely important for creating a desire to change. You want to have people uh, having something in their mind that they're looking forward to. So if you want your team or employees in your organization to do something different, share stories and clear examples of how um, that change can make a positive difference. It could be to them or the people that they serve. So you have to appeal to both the heart and the mind to get that buy-in, to have that emotional connection. So again, the, the task isn't to impose your will on the team. It's to help your team see the new possibilities that can come from uh, what you're trying to present and, and having them come to their own conclusions based on the evidence that you're presenting in your positive stories. I love creating positive stories to help uh, really rev up the energy in your organization to get people excited about what's possible. It gives them a more tangible way to view what they can do in in new ways. So that's number two is creating the desire. And then step three is reinforcing with reasons. The desire for change will diminish over time unless it's supported and reinforced by compelling reasons. So you have to share the story of what the change is as seen through the eyes of those who will be affected by it, which in this example, it could be the employees. So you could tell them specifically what you would expect to be different and how that will help them. You could show how the change that will be implemented will help the people that they serve. What will be different for your customers or your clients? 
that can be motivating and help be reinforcing to keep the, the change sustained. Um, you can also share with them the simple steps of how you're going to get from here to there. That's another way to reinforce with reasons. You say, here's where we're, we're trying to go. Here are the key steps that we'll be taking. Don't overload them with all the details. Just share the simple steps so they know that there's a way that you're going to be crossing that bridge. And then finally, you can share why the change will work. You know, why you think that this is doable, that your organization has the talent or has the new strategy in place or whatever it is, but help them see that you have confidence in, uh, you know, what's within your organization already to help you move through the change. Those are some ideas to get you thinking about how you can inspire the change that you want to see in your business uh, by, by working with people differently, by sharing those stories. Uh, just a quick recap of the steps. First, you've got to get their attention. Two, create desire. And then three, reinforce with reasons. So I encourage you to give it a go. It's worth it. People need to hear from you now. They need to know that you're um, excited about helping the organization move forward in new ways and shining a light on how that will happen. So I hope that this has been helpful. I know that um, you may have other questions and I'd love to hear from you. There's a way to communicate with me through CEO on the go podcast.com. Um, if you'd like to submit a question or if you'd like to send a voice message, you can do that through the site. I'm always eager to hear ideas about possible future episode topics. I've got a lot of ideas in my own head, but it's always best to hear from you. If you've enjoyed this episode, there are a couple of other episodes in the archives that you might also like that are sort of related. One is called Building Your Leadership Resilience During Constant Change. That one's been quite popular. And then also another one is Getting Your Team on a New Page. So you can search for those and uh, find some additional uh, information or insights that might be helpful to you. We'll also include a link to those episodes in the show notes, of course. Be sure to share this episode with others that you know who might benefit, and you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, hopefully positive. Uh, but I would love to hear from you if you have questions or other issues that I can address. I'm really looking forward to a special guest expert that I have coming up soon who will be talking about what to consider when you're thinking about what's next in your life or work or business. So I think that you'll really enjoy the insights that he has to share. So stay tuned for more details about that. So for now, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week uh, doing the work that matters to you. Talk with you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Until next time.